Welcome back to another daily episode of Talking Yanks. We're into March. We're still going strong. You guys are tuning in. We're giving you the content. We got our player profile and projection for David John La Mayhew. Four names on this man came to you from Brother Rice. Excuse me, brother. May I have some more rice? High school. We know who also went there, Jake? Chris Hansen to catch a predator. Maybe there's mm-hmm. something we don't know about, DJ. Tough joke? Yeah. Tough, tough joke to start the show Real with? tough joke. Oh, well, let's just throw it to Dugout Mugs. They sponsored that last joke, and they sponsored this whole operation. All the PPPs. You already know. Dugoutmugs.online slash Talking Yanks. They got a bunch of cool mugs. They got one that says Talking Yanks on it. So you know what? You know what happens when you buy this, Jake? You support the Yankees. Well, you support your favorite Yankees podcast. Yep. And you get a badass bat that you get the drink out of. And it's a bit cheaper because we're cheaper than the Yankees. Yeah. And if you follow us on Patreon, we're quite literally drinking out of them right now. <laughs> um, not a joke. <laughs> you, th- you think you hear a lot of ads and they're like, oh, these guys are blowing smoke. We're using them right now. We've been walking around the ballpark, ballpark with them. They're really cool. Bar Park. All right. Bar so dugoutmugs.online slash talking yanks. Go check it out. DJ well, LeMayhew, three names. It's not La as a fourth name? Nope. As a third name? Nope. I thought that might have been his confirmation name after St. La. You went four names and to catch a predator on our new guy, DJ LeMayhew, real quick. You got to let the people know about the new guys. Well, let us know about him. What else should we know? He was born in California, but he moved to Michigan. Mm. Mm. Smart. Brother Rice. Cheerleading team's got to have like a real tough time with that. How do they incorporate Brother Rice into their cheers? Oh, that's easy. Just BR. They're just going BR. BR. Brother Rice, we got the mice. You know, cheers. Our Did- mice are awful nice at Brother Rice. Make that basket, make that basket. Go DJ. DJ LaMahieu. Um, he came over from the Colorado Rockies. He's part of our Rockies East team that we've got going on this year with Tulo, Adavino, even some late Tommy Canely. What do you need to know about this guy, Jim? He's really solid. He's He's got kind of an odd resume, actually. He's won a batting title. So you're like, okay, that's really good. He's won three gold gloves playing second base. The thing that's interesting, and it, people were introduced to DJ LeMahieu if they didn't know him before, he signed a two-year, $24 million deal to be the Yankees' new utility man. What's that all about, Jim? He should just right? be our second baseman, probably, until Didi's back. But but who knows? We'll see. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see if DJ LeMahieu plays some third. Can he play a little left field? It's, he's been said he's the backup First baseman. The what you kind of need to know if you haven't heard us talk about it fully yet is that DJ LeMay is going to be the utility guy. He's going to play a lot. He's going to play more than your average utility guy. The Yankees until Didi come back. Troy Tulowitzki used to be a really good ball player, but he gets hurt all the time, and the Yankees are nervous about having a left side of the infield that's Andujar and Glaber because that's something that could lose you games. Um, so it's going to be a lot of moving pieces. Um, I'll, I'll do some DJ LeMahieu career stuff. Should I just, should I just hit it, Jim? Hit it. Give him the full picture. DJ LeMahieu is a lifetime 298 batting average, 350 OBP, 
756 OPS. So what's that tell us? He doesn't have a ton of pop. He's only had two seasons where he hit double-digit home runs, although last year was his career-high 15 home runs in only 128 games. So maybe the Yankees saw something there, the nerds, hashtag Luke Voigt show. Um, That'll be interesting to watch. And the guy's really solid, Jim. In the past three years, he's kind of what a lot of Yankees people have been talking about. He's a contact guy. He over the past three seasons, he's hit 312 with a 372 OBP and 815 OPS, um, and he averages over the season about 143 games and only 84 strikeouts. So he puts the ball in play. Not a ton of pop, not a ton of speed, uh, but he's a baseball player, and that's what the Yankees brought him in for was to hit for contact and play defense. The interesting thing will be where he's playing defense and how well he plays it outside of second base where he's won three gold gloves. Um, and just my my last stat about his consistency before I let you get rolling, Jim, is we talked about the guys towards the bottom of the lineup. Just just keep this moving. Get it back to the big guys and do all that. DJ LeMahieu has had in every month an OPS of 700 or better every month since 2015. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't really slump hard. There was, every month he's played more than five games. Excuse me. He played five games in May last year. Um, he got hurt. Um, but every single month, OPS over 700. So he keeps it moving. He puts the ball in play. And he plays good defense at one position. <laughs> We're hoping he can play good defense at a lot of positions. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that people should be excited for is the whole community of people that says we need contact hitters. We need guys that put the ball in play. We have so many people who are looking for walks or just looking to hit home runs and don't, don't put the ball in play. He was 11th last year, Jake in contact percentage. So when he swung, he made contact 87.5% of the time. You know, who was ahead of him? Who's ahead of him? Jim? Brett Gardner. So we have two guys who, when they swing, they hit the ball. Now, Brett had an off year, but it's still similar approach. Now, he's different than uh, Hicks because he swings more. He doesn't swing at balls out of the zone. He's like t- top 20 at that, so he's not going to go chasing. Brett Gardner only swings at 53% of strikes. He swings at 60. Brett Gardner doesn't swing that much. How about that? Yeah, there's Hicks. But he's going to keep it moving. Uh, and they also like the fact that he lets the ball come really deep. He's an opposite field hitter. He's one of the only righties last year in the league that had a shift that usually lefties have. Right. They moved everyone to the right side of the field for a righty batter. He still hit around it. There's like, go look at the clip versus the Astros. They don't have a left fielder. They have like five guys on the right side of second face, and he still hit a double. Hits the ball hard, lets the ball travel through his zone. Defensively, he's great. He's tall for a second baseman. That's a little different. He's like 6'3", right? 6'4". Yeah, he is a, he is a tall guy. And uh, he, he did play some third base when he was younger. Uh, a lot of people were pl- sending me some of the defensive advanced metrics because it shows he's been he was solid at third base. Let me. He hasn't really played third base in about five years. Longer than that? Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see him come back. He definitely has the tools. He's a gold glove second baseman. Jim, I think something that's interesting, and if you're into some more, this guy's got you covered on a couple things. If you're into some of the advanced stats, 
He's a solid war player. He over over his career, his offensive and defensive war are almost the same. So the guy impacts the game on offense and defense in just really solid ways. And I think what's going to be interesting to me, kind of from the fan perspective, Jim, is that all of this is adding up to me that this guy should be a fan favorite. He's going to hit around 300. He's going to be constantly solid. He can make plays in the field. He's going to be, with his expectations of just being kind of a bottom-of-the-order guy or slapping it around, maybe near the top of the order some games, I think if he can pick it, at all the spots in the infield, which we'll see. But there's a good chance that this guy becomes a fan favorite really quick because a lot of the things people complain about, whether it's strikeouts or inconsistency, he doesn't really have that. I, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, but I, I disagree that he's going to become a fan favorite, I think, with how many homegrown guys we have. Like, Stanton will never become a fan favorite, and he's one of the best players in all of baseball, has won an MVP, has hit over 50 home runs. Right. He's not going to become a fan favorite. DJ is has a very, very hard uphill battle to win Yankee fans over because he's the guy that cost them Machado in a lot of people's brains, and he's not going to hit for power, which there's a contingency of people that I said are hoping for contact hitters, and you do need it, but I don't. And and he's I, so far, I can't find a thing about his personality. You know I love bringing that to the table. Right. I know nothing. I know that he got married in 2014 to a beautiful woman named Jordan. That's all I know. I've got good news for you. Do you have something for me? He's an LSU guy. Yeah. LSU guys are all a little crazy. Down on the bayou playing baseball. <laughs> but he's from Michigan. Maybe he went there. He was the... Oh, once you go to LSU, brother. <laughs> you get in that good gumbo, you're having a good time. Um, no, I, I, I think he's fun. I think he's solid. It'll, it'll be really interesting. I think for us, you and I... If you watch... Excuse me. If you watch Yankees baseball every day, like you and I do, I think you're going to really appreciate DJ LeMahieu. I, I agree, but here, I have. I think at the end of the year, when you look at the stats, and this is also kind of what you were talking about, and we'll get there with our projections. But where his stats land at the end of the year, people are gonna probably compare that with some of the Machados and stuff, and it's different leagues. Yeah, I'm going to address the 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 Debbie Downers mm. for a little bit, mm. and then I'm going to be a Debbie Downer for a little bit. Ooh, okay. You guys excited for this? Jake, what are the Debbie Downers saying about DJ LeMahieu? What's the biggest thing? The knock? Road home? Road home splits. Right. Can't hit on the road, so he's not going to be able to hit. He only hit well at Coors Field. And in 2018, his road home splits were bad. He did not hit on the road. He's a batting average guy, right? That's going to be something we look at for LeMahieu. We want yeah. him to be putting the ball in play. We don't, you and I understand and are uh, in agreement that batting average shouldn't be looked at for a lot of players. DJ is going to be, we're going to be looking at his batting average. We're going to be tuning in. Jake is a 294 batting average, good or bad. It's good. That's what he hit on the road in 2017. Right. Is a 303 batting average, good or bad. That's good. That's what he hit on the road in 2016. Is a 281 batting average, good or bad. Solid. Solid. That's what he hit on the road in 2015. Right. So, was 2018 an outlier? Yeah, kind of, guys. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. So, shut your fucking butts. Ooh, hard F. Hard F. You got to I mean... Hard F and a hard B. Everyone's coming at you with the yeah. road home splits. Dig right. a tiny bit further. A tiny bit further. 
yeah. before acting like you have the most damning evidence of all time. And I think if, if you're familiar with New York sports, you kind of know the Daniel Murphy story. There's almost a little bit of that going on. Like they, they were wondering how this guy's game was going to develop. And he's starting to build some more aspects of his game. His OPS has continued to grow through the years, a little more power, a little better OBP. Uh, that's going to be interesting to watch. He actually has more career home runs on the road, Jim. There's a little fun fact, 28 to 21. Well, um, Coors Field, is, he, he would probably play that more like a power alley, right? I mean, that's kind of one of the deceptive things about Coors Field. It's a giant outfield. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people don't know that. It's giant. So they're saying with the short porch and right field, that actually might help DJ LeMahieu's power numbers. Let, let's be honest. We just have to see it. And there, there is some stuff there. I mean, Aaron Judge's home road splits, we've done that whole thing. Um, if you don't know, Judge was a lot better at home. A lot of players are a lot better at home. We're going to find out, I'd say, what do we think, semi-early into the season if DJ LeMahieu is a 320 hitter or a 280 hitter? Is that obnoxious? Oh, 320 is a little high, high. But, I mean, not necessarily for this guy. This guy, <laughs> over, oh, over the last three seasons, in one of those seasons he did win the batting crown with a 348 average, but he's over the past three seasons, 429 games, he's hitting 312 with a 372 OBP. Yeah, so 320 would be high to ask for. Yeah. I mean, he's got a 348 and a 310. <laughs> Anything above 280, I'm happy with. Okay. That's the goal? Yeah. I, I think I want to lean a little higher, maybe 290. We, we could talk about more of the Well, final let's see. Add the OPS on there. Yeah. So, like, if he's 280 with an OPS above 75. Okay. That's, That's not fine. asking too much. That's not. It's not asking too much. But I. I don't. I'd rather not demand the world out of these guys, and because here's my Debbie Downer thing. I was going to get to. Oh boy! First time in the American League, we saw Stanton openly talk about his struggles and how it's different getting used to the pitchers, and how in year two, he's more excited. This is DJ's first time coming to the American League. American League East, it's a whole new crew of pitchers. Maybe his style where he just wants to get fastballs and put contact on it, it doesn't hinder him that much. But if we're going to put stock into it and use it as somewhat as an excuse for Stanton, then we have to be a little cautious and ready for that to take play in these other guys as well. Yeah, and you wonder how differently their approaches are. I mean, yeah, Stanton's I mean. a big power guy yeah, that that's just what I mean. has yeah, to yeah. barrel up balls while DJ is probably just trying to put the ball in play. We'll see how that affects it. I mean, I... I, I guess my dramatic thing I said before is 2017, the guy hit 310 with a 374 OBP. His OPS was only 783. Last season, he hit 276 with a 321 OBP, which people would come at his neck for, but his OPS was like 30 points lower. He had a 749 OPS. So it's almost, he, he's going to be polarizing to a degree because again, those numbers, when, a, when you're a general fan and you look at them, they look a lot different, but his season as a whole wasn't totally different. So I, I think that's going to be a big thing about winning over these Yankee fans. Jim, I mean, before we get to DJ LeMahieu's final line, mm -hmm. is there anything you want to talk about? Should there be? Oh, that was your segue? <laughs> the brought to you by is key there for me to pick up what you're saying. I had no idea what you were doing. Uh, we're going to go on to our final line for DJ LeMayu. As you know, is brought to you by Diamond Baseball Tours. You want to go to DJ's old stomping grounds? You want to see the Rockies? The the Who else is out there? The Rockies are kind of on an island. 
The Rockies, that's a whole like Midwest tour. Um, they, they've got they've got a couple options. Yeah, I mean, the best tour they have going is ends on Cooperstown. Go celebrate Mo. Maybe do it next year. Celebrate Jeter. Diamond baseball tours. Put it in your notes when your dad, when your grandpa, when your brother has a birthday coming up, especially a summer birthday. Organize a trip around that. They'll take you to all the stadiums. They'll have the timing mapped out. You get on the bus, you're at this stadium. You get on the bus, you're at Cooperstown. You get on the bus, you're at this stadium. Easy. They do the, all the work for you. They're the brains. You just get to enjoy baseball and baseball parks. So go to diamondbaseballtours.com, sign up, tell them Talking Yanks sent you. If you do, you get a shout-out on the show, and you're going to send in your reviews, and you're going to let us know what baseball field was the best, and we're going to share your experience with the people here on Talking Yanks. Thank you very much. Let's go to our final line for DJ LeMay. Who? I might have to go... Diamond Baseball Tours, it starts at the Rocky Stadium. They go to College World Series in Omaha, Target Field, Miller Park. So they kind of do, that's, that's a nice stretch, Bush Stadium. DJ LeMahieu, who played at Coors Field, Jim. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How's this happen? All right, let's do games played. He's supposed to be a utility man. Last yes. year he played 128. Uh, he must have got hurt for a little bit, I guess. Yeah, he missed, a, he missed some time in May. Okay. Uh, but before that, he's 150, 150, 146, 155. But it's a little different this year, especially he was, when he TV. was the everyday starting second baseman for the Rockies for a five-year span. I'm going to throw it out there at 120. I think it's over. I, I just think they paid him, and I think he's a guy, they want to get him in the lineup as much as he can. They have him as this quote-unquote utility piece. I mean, we know... we've. We know how injuries come up in a season and some of the guys we're current re- currently relying on. I just think DJ LeMahieu is the guy that a couple injuries happen, you blink, and he, he ends up playing 155 games like he did in 2017. So I'm not necessarily saying that, but I, this guy's going to find the field a ton. If, if it's over under 130, he's, he's going to be out there. 130 is the way it's organized. Like if Tulo does go off, which is crazy... But I'm going to say I'd take the over on 120 because it's kind of it's kind of just seems weird not to, especially for defensive replacement reasons and like end of the game, things like that. Pinch hitting is going to get in games. Batting average, let's put it at 285. Is that fair? Sure. I mean, I'd hammer the over. You'd hammer the over on 285? Yeah. I mean, over the past four years, he only has one one season under 285. It was 276 last year. Um, so yeah. I, I, I mean, I just think the guy's going to slap it around. They're going to do the whole, well, there'll be some short porch action, not as much as Luke Voigt's hot streak last year, but yeah, this, this guy's going to slap it around. He's at the bottom of the order. I know this is lazy baseball analysis, but you get through those meatheads in the middle of the lineup. I mean, you're just kind of throwing the ball. DJ LeMay, who's a dangerous guy. I mean, people used to game plan partially around DJ LeMahieu for the Rockies. It was LeMahieu, Arenado, and Charlie Blackman, pretty much. And now he's a little bit more of an afterthought. And I, I just think he's he's set up to succeed as long as he can kind of pick it at more places than second base, which, I mean, that that's the more bizarre thing to me. Like, he's clearly skilled, and I saw Neil Walker step in and play a good third base last year, but I just need to see that from him. All right, I'm going to go I'm gonna go 290 batting average. My final line, 290 batting average, 770 
OPS. And I'm going to look for his run scored because I think he's going to be at the bottom of the lineup with uh, then Hicks and Judge behind him a little bit. Maybe someone else. That's actually really and so good. I want to look at his run scored. And he broke 100 runs scored in 2016. He was at 90 the last two years. It all depends on games played. But if he's out there and he has the big guys behind him, uh, I want to see him break 90 again. I think he's going to be playing a little less games than 146, 155. You know, Jim, we went we went to negative town a little bit there with some of the Machado comparisons and stuff. I might have another spin zone for you. Machado's going to pay a ton of money. Mm-hmm. He's going to be in San Diego, which they should still be bad this year. He does one or two Machado things. The media is going to be all over him, and he's going to become more disliked slash oblivious, as yeah, you've talked yeah. about in San Diego. DJ LeMahieu was low-key on a... He was a gold glover last year. He was on pace to score 100 runs. He was on pace to hit 20-plus homers. I could see this turn into a cash god situation pretty quickly. People oh. won't get over Harper, but people could get over Machado quick if they want to. Well, let's hope that DJ does that for the people. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be, be nice. That would be, nice. be nice. nice. And we are Yankees Podcast, and we are optimistic. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back again tomorrow with another episode. Leave a review. Leave a comment. Let us know where you feel. All that good shit. Uh, thank you, guys. See you.